Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Tomorrow's MSP podcast, the voice of the medical services profession, where medical services professionals and industry experts contribute their voices about popular topics, including the impacts of artificial intelligence, MSP core competencies, department advocacy, leadership, and more. I'm your host, Lauren Leocoris, content editor for NAMS. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Julie Harrelson, Director of Provider Data and Credentialing with Advent Health Corporate and Chair of the NAMS Certification Commission about the importance of certifying through NAMS and the positive impact it has on the MSP's career. So to start us off, you can just go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure, I'm Julie Harrelson. I've been a medical staff professional for over 20 years now. I've been a NAMS member for quite a while. I've been doing a lot of work with our certification commission. I've been working with the committee in some functionality or another for the past 10 years, currently serving as chair. In my work time, I work for the uh, corporate office at Advent Health as the director of provider data and credentialing. Currently, we have around 40 facilities over nine states. So that's a little bit about me. Excellent. And thank you so much for being part of this episode. Thank you for having me. Can you talk a little bit about how you got your start as an MSP? Sure. I don't know that my story is really much different than most. I don't know that anyone thinks, oh, you know, I want to be a medical staff professional. More than likely, more often than not, we're kind of working in another area of the hospital and someone taps us on the shoulder and says, hey, we need some help here. So that's kind of how I started as well. Very young. I was just graduated high school, around 18 years old, working in a quality department as a receptionist back, completely dating myself with that term. But the medical staff function was struggling a little bit. So they asked if I would help assist the person that was doing that. So I started helping and that's how I began. I think medical staff is one of those things and in all of the different components and realms of medical staff there are. It's either something I think that you love and and you get a passion for and you think, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. Or in a matter of weeks, you're like, yeah, this is not for me. You're going to have to find somewhere else for me to be. How did you become involved with the NAM Certification Commission and what does your day-to-day look like as commission chair? You know, I got involved in the Certification Commission first as an item writer. I had gotten my certifications They weren't required for my current role, but it was something that I personally wanted to accomplish and have and excel professionally with. So I got both of my certifications. And after I got my certifications, I said, well, you know, I really would like to help and get involved in our national association. And I just went through this process with getting these certifications. And I'd like to know a little more about how that works. So I answered one of the call for volunteers. And first I did item writing. And that was a very big educational experience for me. You know, it really was a lot of research and looking into accreditation standards and researching them and and a lot of reading and found it very interesting and, and just the whole process of how those exams are put together. So I continued to volunteer and do different activities. So I went on to be involved in every one of the activities that the CCN offers and really enjoyed each of those. And so eventually I I put in to apply to be a member of NAMS, and then of course moved my way up through the committee as our chair role right now. As far as a day in the life of, you know, it really depends on what's going on in the industry. 
We work with our committee members a lot. We have subject matter experts that we use. So we rely on a lot of our peers in the medical staff profession to help us with a lot of our activities. As chair, it really is kind of guiding and directing the committee on the work that needs to be accomplished, making sure that we're meeting all of our targets for our strategic plan, that we're supporting the NAMS operational goals and profession, and that we're helping our fellow MSPs progress in their career or get ready and be prepared to progress in their career. So, you know, some days we all have our workload on top of what we do with the CCN. So sometimes, you know, I may not have anything that I'm doing for the CCN that day. Other days as we're preparing for our committee meetings or we're looking at uh, renewing of NCCA accreditation standards and such, that those may be very heavy days that we continue to do a lot of work with the CCN. So it's all about balance balancing those things out just like you would any other functionality. So it really just kind of depends what's going on and what type of work is having to be done, what that workload is like. What are the fundamental differences between the CPCS and CPMSM credentials? So the CPCS is going to be more focused on credentialing efforts and those types of practices, scope, what NCQA, AAAHC, Joint Commission, very specific to credentialing functions. When you get into the MSM, it is exactly what it states. It is a a management exam. So you're going to be getting into other things. You're going to get into some of the leadership standards. You're going to be getting into budget, right? Performas, accounting, all of those things that come apart, come with part of your leadership experience are going to be more included in that, whereas your CPCS is really going to be focused and limited in scope to credentialing functioning. So that's the main difference when, when you look at those two. I certainly encourage everybody to look at the blueprints that are out there um, on our website and as part of the eligibility and the handbook information has a lot of that for you. And that'll highlight for you kind of what the topics will be and how much of the exam will be dedicated to those types of topics. Like what you hear on the Tomorrow's MSP podcast? Visit namsgateway.org to catch up on more content and insights from medical services professionals and industry experts. Can you speak to the eligibility requirements for the certification exam? Either exam, you have to have been consecutively in medical staff services in one capacity or another for the prior 12 months. You know, with the CPCS, you have to have an overall experience of three years. With the CPMSM, you have to have an overall experience of five years. There was a point in time, and I know we get a lot of questions about this, where if you had taken and passed and and held your CPMSM, you are automatically qualified to take the CPCS. And when we had that, we went back and evaluated a lot of our scores, and we found that people didn't perform as well. They weren't as prepared to take the exam. And so that's why we made some adjustments to our eligibility criteria. We want to set you up for success. We want to make sure that you've got the experience that you need to be able to sit for these exams. So that's the reason why the eligibility criteria is in place and why we moved away from some of the um, criteria that previously used to be in place with what it is today. And it is something that we do continue to look at see if there's needs to be accommodations made there. So that that's pretty much the extent of the eligibility criteria.
MSPs are the gatekeepers of patient safety, ensuring quality care through the credentialing and privileging of healthcare providers in an ever-changing industry. Expand your knowledge base and core competencies by visiting nams.org forward slash education. In terms of the reach beyond NAMS, would you be able to talk about the NCCA accreditation and the weight it carries in the medical services profession? Sure. You know, NCCA accreditation, I think, is very important. It really adds that component of qualification to the exam itself. We want to make sure that if we're offering something that's setting us apart in the industry to say, hey, this is a certification that you should get and that you would be recognized as an MSP, that it is accredited and it holds that quality standard that would set you apart and say, okay, yeah, that's something I need to get. A lot of the board certifications that we work with in our industry, such as the American boards or, you know, NCCPA, a lot of those types, you're certifying for your uh, nurse anesthetist, their exams are also accredited through the NCCA. So we're utilizing the same organization that many of the doctors and providers that we work with are utilizing to get certifications in their prospective careers as well. So we want to make sure that we're compliant with those. We want to abide by their standards, just like you're abiding in your normal work with NCQA or Joint Commission or DNB, HFAP, whatever it may be, these are the accreditation standards that we have to adhere to so that our exam remains and keeps that quality effort so that it is something that really sets you apart in our industry as holding something valuable. Overall, why is certification through NAMS beneficial for MSPs and their professional development? I think it is very important for your professional development. When we look at our surveys, how many, what role you're currently in now, if certification is required there, or if it's required, if you have to have an advancement. Overall, and increasingly through the years, we see more and more support that if you're going to be progressing into a leadership role, whether that's manager, whether that's director level, that certification is a required there. So sometimes what we see is in your general role with credentialing, it's maybe preferred versus required. But if you wanted to advance in your career and you wanted to expand your leadership role, it would then be required. And so, you know, we get a question a lot of times about, hey, you know, my work doesn't require this and maybe they don't pay for it or so. And I always kind of come back and say, well, there's a little bit of self-investment there, right? That's valuable. So just because your work doesn't require it doesn't mean that you should not require that of yourself. If you have a goal to be in leadership, many times your organization isn't going to wait for you to go get certification so that they can offer that position to you, right? So getting that on your own and having that really puts you in that position to be eligible to say, hey, there is an opening there and that's a leadership and that's okay. I've got my certification. You know, the other piece that I think it does, aside from the the leadership progressive part, is really expands your knowledge and keeps you up to date in different things. You know, we have new accrediting agencies that come out. In your typical work within your facility or, or your organization, you're typically very focused on whatever it is that your accrediting agency and the processes and the policies that you follow. You don't really learn a whole lot outside of that scope. 
So by getting your certification, you're learning all of those things. By continuing to get those CMEs and CEU units through the course of the three years while you're in your certification cycle, you're maintaining that knowledge. And what that does is, let's say I'm working in a medical staff office and, and my organization is starting a CVO And we know that CBO is going to be working with multiple facilities, right? Maybe there's a surgery center, there's a couple of hospitals, everybody has different accrediting agencies. By having that certification and going through that process and obtaining that knowledge and keeping up with those CEUs, you have a better understanding to be able to be in that role and function at full capacity because you're going to have a working knowledge of AAAHC, of DNV, of Joint Commission, of NCQA, So I think it makes you, it expands your bandwidth and it makes you more valuable to be able to move from one position to another a little more fluidly in your career. And it's always beneficial to be able to be keeping up with the new things that are going on and and being a part of NAMS is, you know, definitely helps us make sure that we're getting those things that are on the cusp, right? What's coming out, there's a new accreditation agency and we we get that information from NAMS. And so that's a great benefit to us as well. So even though sometimes it's not required, doesn't mean it's not something that you shouldn't do or require of yourself. Well, Julie, thank you so much for being part of this episode. I'm looking forward to sharing it with our MSP community. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a great experience for me and, you know, the CCN and myself look forward to any more avenues to speak to all of our NAMS membership. Thank you for listening to the Tomorrow's MSP podcast, the voice of the medical services profession. I'd like to extend a special thanks to Julie Harrelson for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tune in to the next episode to stay up to date on the latest news and insights. Read more in-depth articles on trending topics by visiting us at namsgateway.org. Until next time.